Greetings and welcome to this episode of Everybody's Business. I'm Jerry Ross, your host and president here of the National Entrepreneur Center. And in studio today, I have Rachel Madsen joining us once again. Hi, everyone. Uh, Rachel is the client experience specialist here. And so if you're a client of the National Entrepreneur Center, you've probably met Rachel at the, at the front door. Uh, or at the front desk, and uh, <laughs> she makes sure that everybody gets into the right place and and gets connected. So, uh, getting connected is really important for any small business. Is you don't have to do this alone. You can get connected with the National Entrepreneur Center at our website at nationalec.org. Uh, you can get a list of all of the resource partners that are here. They provide free coaching, uh, absolutely amazing training. Uh, that is hard to get anywhere. We have online uh, training, which you can access at nationalec.org slash online. How creative is that? Uh, there are many ways to connect. You can also enter questions uh, for the podcast that we will answer online right here at Everybody's Business. So uh, get your questions in. If you have questions about your business, if you have questions about uh, things that we've talked about, we're as close as your computer, you can send us those questions at hello at nationalec.org, and we'll uh, answer your questions. And you know, one of the questions I was thinking about today, knowing that uh, we're going to talk about insurance today, uh, I regularly review all the insurance policies uh, here at the center, but also for mine personally. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of different insurances out there. It's scary. So, <laughs> it <laughs> is. Some things you didn't know you need insurance for. <laughs> well, and, and sometimes you say, I don't need that. But the day after something happens, yep. it's too late to yep. get the insurance. And so uh, you have to think about all of those negative things that could happen uh, to prepare. So do you have insurance? Yes, but probably not as much as I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I didn't even say what kind of insurance. <laughs> because, you know, you have um, liability insurance uh, in business and at your home. Mm -hmm. uh, because we live in a society where people um, like to sue. And so... Sue my, happy. <laughs> sue happy. <laughs> uh, that would be difficult if your name was Sue, you know. True. <laughs> to say, Sorry, Sue. Everybody wants to sue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also uh, property insurance, because you never know if you're going to have, here in, in Florida, we have hurricanes regularly. Yeah. And so having property insurance is, is one of those things that you need to prepare for at both personally and for your business. Uh, life insurance. No one likes to think about the fact that nobody makes it out of here alive. <laughs> you know, uh, we all have to deal with the fact that someday we we may pass away and have people that we want to take care of uh, or have outstanding debts that need to be taken care of. Um, auto insurance, you know, is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, especially in Florida. <laughs> especially in Florida. And, <laughs> and so there are so many different types of insurance that uh, I think, first of all, it, it takes some focus to go through all of them. And, and second, you know, that takes time to go through all of them. Uh, but it's also one of those things that you have to regularly review because uh, your life changes, you know. Policies change. That's right. So do you spend a whole lot of time thinking about health insurance? Definitely not, but I should think more about it. I'm one of the, I'm the one we should be um, wagging your finger wagging at. Wagging your finger at, saying, <laughs> yeah. you want to think about that? Well, uh, 
when you get older, you know, that becomes more of a priority. And especially uh, with the experience that we've had with COVID-19, uh, when, when they talk about the people who are at risk, uh, you need to have insurance to make sure that, that you can get access to the care that you need. And so uh, for any business, uh, and even personally, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, thinking about what might happen to the business, uh, if something happens to you or someone in your family, someone that you love. So um, insurance, you have to look forward, but it's also one of those topics that's all encompassing. You know, it it impacts so many different areas of your life and your business that uh, we could probably spend a show uh, on every type of insurance. Let's do it. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. We'll do a marathon. We're staying here until we talk about every form of insurance. And I don't know why I do an old man voice. It's like, get off my lawn. (laughs) But somebody young could say it in a young voice. Uh, I'm young. I could say it in a young voice. You are. You're as young as you feel. Except when it comes to insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then you have to fill out all the right boxes (laughs) that I can't read because the print's too small. So uh, who are we talking to today? I know we're talking about insurance. Yes. So we have Christina Pento. She's the partner at MPC. MPC uh, provides insurance and financial planning. So uh, we're going to take a break and we'll come right back with our guest today. The Nash Entrepreneur Center has made it easy for you to learn business principles from anywhere, at any time, with NEC Online. As a supplement to all the great resources at the Nash Entrepreneur Center, you now have free access to over 300 learning modules that you can access at any time. Thanks to the generous sponsorship of Wells Fargo and our partnership with The Lonely Entrepreneur, you can access this powerful online learning platform for free. Learn on your own time and at your own pace. Access product reviews and participate in weekly group coaching opportunities. Right now, the only thing missing is you. So check out our online learning platform today at nationalec.org. That's nationalec.org. Did I mention it's free? Welcome back to this segment of Everybody's Business. I'm Jerry Ross, your host, and this podcast is sponsored by the National Entrepreneur Center. Coming up, we have a special guest for you today, uh, Christina Pinto, who is a certified financial planner and partner at MPC Wealth Management, which she joined in 1998 after a long career in banking. With her experience in banking and her expertise as a CFP, Christina helps clients navigate the complexity of financial management and long-term care planning. Long-term care planning became a passion for Christina while she was guiding her mom, Ziomara Quayar through the decisions, the financial challenges, and the maze of life circumstances that are related to a long-term care event. Christina is committed to giving back to the community, and she devotes a significant amount of her time to volunteering, which is how I first met her. She has served as the statewide and regional board chair for Prospera, currently serves on the Hispanic Heritage Scholarship Fund and the City of Orlando's nominating board. She's a member of American Heart Association's Go Red for Women, and United Ways Women United. And it's my pleasure to welcome today, Christina, to this edition of Everybody's Business. Thank you, Christina, for joining us today. Thank you, Jerry, so much. This is an honor and a pleasure. Well, I, I would love to, to start with, uh, tell me about how you got into to being a financial planner. I know you spent years in banking. Uh, tell me about that transition. 
So it was actually my current business partner, Tony Marino, which we knew each other from the community, were friends, and never really reconnected until one day we did, and he reached out to me, and I was helping him with his financial planning clients. I was providing loans and second mortgages and so forth while in banking. So one day he said I had to make that jump into the entrepreneur world, and I was a little hesitant, but... 1998, as you mentioned, and I haven't looked back. So it's been a great ride. It's a little scary sometimes to make that step, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. And and so uh, what did you find was the the scariest part of that from moving from, you know, working for corporate America, working in a bank to, to working on your own? Well, I think one has to have very good work ethic, which I always did, whether I was an employee or then a business owner. And it's a little scary because, you know, the 15th and the 30th of the month don't necessarily mean you're going to get a paycheck, right? And your benefits, your holidays are paid. So then you begin to work holidays because it doesn't really matter. And so my dad was a business owner and I grew up in a household that, you know, he didn't really take vacations and was always working. So I've tried to copy a lot of what he did because he was a great businessman, but also look at things that he may have done differently, like take vacations and take time. (laughs) You do have to take that me time. Tell what kind of business was your dad in? He was a locksmith in downtown Orlando. Many folks um, still come up to me and remember him, Robert Cuellar. And he was in the building that's currently the City Arts Building, the green building on the Pine. So there is a plaque um, with his picture on it in the building because he was the longest um, tenant without a lease. He was on a month-to-month lease for 1972 through 2000 when he passed. Wow, that's quite a legacy. And, you know, there's something about being in an entrepreneurial family that that kind of rubs off. There's that that uh, feeling of uh, my family used to say, if dad has a project, we all have a project. <laughs> <laughs> and and so uh, that's part of that entrepreneurial uh, family dynamic that that includes you in the business. Uh, what are some things you learned from your dad that you've applied to to running your own business? Well, he was a very hard worker and he always used to tell me, if you're going to work this hard for someone else, you might as well do it for yourself and make more money. And I think it's also interesting as an entrepreneur, and you've been an entrepreneur many times yourself, that you don't look at it as that risk that other people look at it, right? You think it's kind of natural. And I think growing up in a family where, you know, we were always talking about different ideas and the shop, you know, was always, but, but then again, like you said, what I did learn also is those boundaries, the balance of, you know, you have to cut it off at some point or it can consume your life. That's, that's right. And, and there's also, uh, the, the feeling that, um, when you're, when you're talking about those new ideas, uh, it spurs that, that brainstorming kind of session around the family table, uh, that, that you can vet those ideas because, uh, I, I always say entrepreneurs have lots of ideas, but not necessarily all good ones. Exactly. Uh, and so, uh, tell me about the, your mom and working with your mom on long-term care. Cause that's kind of a new, uh, area for you. 
Yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, our firm is independent. So we uh, specialize in different areas, financial planning, investment management, business succession planning, in addition to the long-term care planning, which is my focus. And that focus came about from my passion of helping her over the last probably 10 years. And, you know, it's funny because she had a caregiver and part of that was, you know, our foresight of getting her long-term care insurance policy, which we can talk about in a little bit later that she did not want, but that enabled me to be able to be a, a caregiver in addition to her having a caregiver. So there's always so much more to do. And as we went through that journey, I realized not everyone has a Christina, right, to help That's them. That's right. And an advocate. Um, and so she always told me, what would I do without you? I'm like, you don't have to worry. I'm not going anywhere, right? So um, over time, Jerry, that just became a passion of mine because I saw how important it was that she had her policy, that we had options, that she could pick wherever she wanted to go. And later, very, very late in life, she finally realized the value and the importance. And she would say, I'm here because of that policy you did, right? And I would say, yes, mom. <laughs> exactly. That policy that you fought me about getting. Every month. Well, uh, everyone who has parents that are they're aging, getting older, has, has thought about, what am I going to do? Uh, and as our uh, baby boomers get older, uh, we, we start to, to look at how do we deal with uh, an aging population? Uh, my in-laws had coverage and care, uh, which was instrumental because we were remote and to, to have someone that looked after them to, to make sure that they took their medicines and that they had three squares a day uh, really kept them healthy and, and happier much longer than, than we could have done remotely. So uh, especially as a business owner. And so if you're not running your business uh, and you're taking care of mom and dad, uh, you've got to have you've got to have help, Christina. Uh, people look at long term care sometimes and say, "I don't need that. I'm going to live forever. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm strong. I got this." Uh, but there are a lot of different aspects, not just caring for a loved one, but but protecting your retirement, uh, pr providing a, a a way to run your business while taking care of of someone that you love. Uh, can you speak to the to the different reasons someone might get into long term care insurance? You know, when I when I speak to folks, it's exactly what you said. It's giving that loved one, number one, the option of being where they want to be, not where they have to be. That is huge, huge. Number two is, you know, look at you're going to pay those costs one way or the other. Why not leverage your money today instead of paying dollar for dollar? have the insurance company partner up with you and, and leverage those funds today so that you're not paying dollar for dollar and creating a, a much larger pool of money to then pay for care. So it just really becomes more of a, a more holistic approach. It's not just about a policy. It's really about them, their family, their loved ones. And Jerry, especially when you have families, I mean, like me, I don't have kids, you know? And so, you know, my boyfriend moved in over COVID and our first conversation was, 
we need to get a long-term care policy. I'm sorry, this is not romantic. You know, um, it'll be easier to have someone take care of you when there's money involved. And I'm, I'm behind you, but I'm just very far behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, your journey as an entrepreneur and also your advice for entrepreneurs who might be listening. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Prospera specializes in providing bilingual assistance to Hispanic entrepreneurs trying to establish or expand their business through training, support, and resources so their businesses can grow and prosper. They offer workshops, new business orientations, individualized consulting, and personalized guidance for funding options, all targeted towards Hispanic business owners, and all for free thanks to generous community funding. Economic opportunity is a powerful catalyst for positive community change, and Prospera has been at the heart of that for Central Florida's Hispanic business community for nearly 30 years. Nos interesa el éxito de su negocio. Acepta nuestra ayuda y ahora tiempo y dinero. Now, here is your host, Jerry Ross. And we're back. We're talking with Christina Pinto, who is an entrepreneur here in Orlando and a certified financial planner. We've talked about long-term care and how that can protect your retirement, but also uh, allow options for those you love. Uh, now we're going to talk, Christina, about your entrepreneurial journey, uh, moving from being a banker into a certified financial planner, and now uh, creating a new business to talk about uh taking care of folks as they age and long-term care. Uh, tell me about the biggest challenges that, that you faced as, as someone who's jumped into a, a new market with a new business. So that's something I have not done because I joined the firm as a partner and all the, those little basic foundational things were completed. So that sure makes it nice. Doesn't it? Hate to admit it, but it's not easy. <laughs> Um, but you know, what has helped is we're doing it slowly, we're doing it right. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from my dad that I'm not doing is he was a very private man, like very private man. He didn't believe in sharing anything so that others could help him. And so therefore he did not surround himself with good people to give him good advice. And that's the one thing that you know, I have learned to do differently and are doing differently today. Well, and, and you've had uh, connection with some of those organizations, even here at the National Entrepreneur Absolutely. Center that, that are here dedicated to helping businesses and providing input and perspective for them. Uh, what kind of, of input and uh, help have you received well, we've met with um, Augusto Sanabria at Prospera. So we, you know, definitely he was my, my first option. I also had reached out to you early on. This has been an idea that not really realizing I was formulating a process in the process that I had to put in place for my mom, right? To be organized, to continue to run a business, to have somewhat of a personal life. This process is now one we're going to be implementing in our new concierge company, which hopefully once it's launched and everything is, is ready to go, we'll be able to do another segment on that company. That's right. That's right. Because that, that's some uh, exciting 
uh, planning that's going on right now. Do you, have you picked a name yet? Long-term concierge. Long-term concierge. And our tagline, if you would, will be the greatest gift is a plan. Uh, what's one thing that, uh, through your experience, that an entrepreneur should make sure that they do or make sure that they don't do? So in addition to um, what I alluded to is the professionals, which I feel strongly about, I also think we try to do it all because we can. You know, I remember my dad as a locksmith, and this is funny. He decided to open up a similar, like a, what you would call a CVS at the time, uh -huh. a convenience store, and my mom had to go work. And then he decided to open up a laundry mat, a laundromat, which of course... <laughs> And I finally said, dad, stick to what you know, it's more profitable. <laughs> My poor mom is not working on these businesses. So, you know, one of the things in our, at our firm is we are a group of specialists. And I think when you follow your passion and you, you know, that's what you enjoy and what you like, it makes it easy. And it's, you're specializing in one area versus trying to be everything to everyone. You can't, you can't, cause you'll end up either failing or disappointing. And, um, and, and I've learned that, you know, I try to, you know, financial advisors are known for that. We do it all. And over time, like I said, we each followed our passion and now we each have our own specialty and work as a team for, to help clients. And it's, it's perfect. It works. And, and with the overwhelming amount of, of change and data and uncertainty, uh, it's really hard to keep up on everything. So if you can have uh, an area of expertise that you know a lot about, uh, that that's what makes it something that can have impact. Uh, I find myself uh, sometimes people telling me, no, Jerry, come back, you know, focus. Uh, I used to be in the entertainment uh, lighting business. And so we were uh, working at the Atlanta Olympics. And uh, because we were there early uh, and set up for all of the, the rehearsals, uh, I had people standing around that I was paying a lot of money. And so I, uh, I got them involved in selling cardboard binoculars to spectators. And so I had these highly paid xenon technology people selling dollar binoculars to uh, to people going into the event. And at the end, after we lost a lot of money doing that, uh, I said to my advisors, where were you? <laughs> I needed you to tell me that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really important to get that kind of input. Uh, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about um, COVID and, and the response to COVID and what you've seen. Uh, and then we're going to wrap up with some really important personal questions that we need to know from you, Christina Pinto. We'll be right back. So don't go away. The National Entrepreneur Center in Orlando, Florida has been around since 2003 and today is home to 14 business support organizations who have a single mission to help you grow your business. Through free business coaching, low-cost training, and valuable business connections, these 14 business support organizations assist thousands of entrepreneurs each year in starting, growing, and scaling their businesses. So why not visit the website at nationalec.org today or give us a call at 407-420-4848 to discover how you might take your business to the next level. And by the way, the National Entrepreneur Center is funded entirely through local sponsors, which include Wells Fargo, Orlando Utilities Commission, Regions Bank, and The Corridor, just to name a few. So let's get connected today and get growing. 
check out our website at nationalec.org. Okay, we're back and we're talking with Christina Pinto, a certified financial planner here in Orlando, uh, who's also an entrepreneur and working on a new business idea. Uh, Christina, what I'd like to do now is, is to pivot, which is the new word of the day, uh, <laughs> to uh, the topic of COVID-19 and how you've seen businesses uh, that have had to adjust and how that's uh, affected even your business. So, Jerry, you know, it's, it's been an interesting six months. I can't believe I'm saying that. And um, nothing for sure anyone would have planned on. And I think as entrepreneurs, um, we tend to just do what we do because we've always done it that way. And, you know, as a firm and personally, and I think other businesses that I see, um, we've had to adapt. You know, technology is our friend. Use it. Don't be afraid of it. And, you know, with us, we were doing paper applications and, you know, I was not a fan of the e-app and it was impersonal and the e-signatures. And you know what? Now my assistant's like, they don't offer this. <laughs> <laughs> this company doesn't offer e-signatures. So even in our industry, which is so regulated, um, it's, it's just amazing how much we have pivoted, to use your word, um, into this new norm, right, that um, has forced us all to be a little bit um, more efficient. And just because we did it that way doesn't mean we have to keep doing it that way. So that's kind of our mindset whenever we look at anything we're doing. As we're talking about COVID, uh, we had an interesting conversation about some of the creative ways that nursing homes uh, mm -hmm. are dealing with the COVID. Uh, can you talk about some of those uh, things that you were sharing with me? Yeah, so Jerry, it's, I think the elderly during this whole pandemic have probably been affected the most. Um, their families themselves, because I have a lot of friends that have not seen their mom since March 14th. Like I know, I know. and I would be in jail because I would have broken in or <laughs> I would have done something. <laughs> I would bail you out. I would Thank bail you, you out. Just make sure I have food. I like to eat. So, um, you know, and, and speaking and, and they're not all, and I, I understand, I understand their safety issues, but I think as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we have to adapt and you're trying to keep them safe. And I get that, but there are some, you know, uh, memory care facilities in town that I think are, are doing a brilliant job in keeping them safe, but also keeping them from getting so depressed that they may die anyway, and it's not gonna be from COVID. So they're, for example, they're setting up tents outside and they have, you know, it's costing money because now there's a dedicated employee that's sitting in the tent and monitoring to make sure everything is safe and everything is secure, but everyone's wearing their masks, there's social distancing, but guess what? You can see the person, you can't right. touch them, but you can see them, you can smell them, you can hear them. And I think that's gonna do wonders because you have so many of these elderly folks that aren't really ready to go, but this, this, you know, depression and loneliness is, is killing them, to be honest. Loneliness, loneliness is a, a big issue. And just being able to, to see them and they can hear your voice. Uh, I've seen some of the drive-bys where they yes. have the cars that drive by and, 
and the things that people are being creative to try to, to help because we are social beings and, and we love to be with each other. And I think that, you know, we're, we're in the process of reopening. And so we will get back together. Uh, but you're right. It's been a long time and I, I miss my son. I want him to visit me now. I and, know. Uh, I miss so, hugs. I'm a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. I can't so, hug. We, we need that. So uh, as we do that, I, I would just caution you, don't break in anywhere. No. And so don't worry. I'll, if, if, okay. you get, if you get really close to it, call me. I'll take I have your cell. You. I'll, I'll take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up on a break from our sponsor, and we will be right back. So don't go anywhere. As we go through this year of the pandemic, many of us thought that would only be Maybe a few weeks, maybe a month, but now that it's gone on for months, people are realizing that maybe we're not going to be doing business the way we used to. Maybe business has changed forever. Whole workforces have pivoted to working from home. Schools closed, businesses closed, live events canceled. COVID-19 has pretty much turned our daily lives upside down. Dealing with a global pandemic has also made us rethink how we do everything schooling our children to serving customers, it's difficult. Any kind of change is difficult. But when you add to that all the uncertainty that comes with an unpredictable virus, a virus that could be fatal, it's no wonder that folks are feeling a bit stressed these days. So if you are feeling stressed right now, it's okay. You're normal. What you need to know is that you're not alone. Most everybody today is feeling the stress of the situation. Maybe in different ways, maybe with different circumstances, but believe me, everyone has been affected. It's okay not to be okay right now. You are allowed to take time for you to regroup and to recharge. I think there are some aspects of what we've found from working remote that are good, that we've learned to use different technology. We've learned new ways to stay in contact with each other and with our clients. And I think even when things do get back to normal, whatever normal may be, that we'll find that some of these aspects of technology and video conferencing, online learning, all of those things will be carried forward into the new way of doing business. Remember, in times of chaos, there is always an opportunity. Let's talk about um, Christina and you and your journey. Uh, where did you grow up? Where, where are you from originally? So I was born in Havana, Cuba and have not been back. We actually tried to go back on a cruise ship and that's when that got taken away from us again. And um, we left when I was four. My parents were both born there. And my dad though did live in New York um, in probably the late 40s. Okay. Um, so he was a locksmith there for Mosler. And um, so we had a little bit of a hard time leaving Cuba because he was pretty valuable. He knew a lot of information. He was a great locksmith. Him and my mom actually built safes from, from scratch um, and painted them and the whole nine yards. So um, we either, you left Cuba and you either stayed in Miami or went to New Jersey or New York. So uh -huh. we ended up going to Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay. And um, was there until I was 10. 
and then moved to Orlando. So pretty much been here all of my life. So you've been here long enough to be a native. I, I guess so. <laughs> I've, I've only been here 30 years. So Exactly. I, I didn't want to get into all that, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so what did you want to be when you grew up? So this is kind of funny because I had not thought about this for a long time. And um, the other day, my boyfriend and I were, were talking and I found this outfit that my mom used to sew all my clothes, right? Okay. And it is, I don't know why I still have it, but again, I keep everything just like I did. <laughs> and I was in chorus and we used to sing at the Fashion Square, which is the mall here local where the NEC is housed. And I was um, up there singing and performing, um, and it was it was all good. So I think at one point that's what I wanted to be, but I'm not a good singer. So you had, you had visions of Broadway. Yes, but that did not come come <laughs> true. But it's okay. Where have you visited that you would go love to go back? Italy. So I had a good friend that was in the travel business. So anytime she asked me, I said, my bags are packed. I went as, a, as her buddy. And so was able to go to Paris and to Italy and to all these different destinations very quickly. But I thought, okay, one day I'll go back with someone special. And that's, we were planning to go to Italy this summer. And um, I would love to do, which I haven't done is the whole, um, Venice, I mean, excuse me, not Venice, but Venice as well, but I'd like to do Tuscany and the wineries and just kind of experience the culture, not necessarily, I've already done all the touristy sites. Sure. If you were president for the day, what would be your priorities? So I only have one day, so that's the problem. That's but, one day. And I'm Cuban and I can't be president, but other than that, um, <laughs> I, you know, again, on my, on my journey, um, I feel strongly that everyone needs an advocate, whether you have children or not. And so some nursing homes and memory care places are awesome and some are not. And I would really figure out a way to give these elderly people the place they deserve. They deserve, you know, a great place. I don't understand why the food can't be better in some places. That's just not, you know, that's very basic, but I would make sure that we take care of our elderly population with the dignity they deserve. And it starts with making sure they have good options to live when they can't live on their own safely at home. Before we wrap up with our final wrap, uh, <laughs> rapid round, uh, how do people get a hold of you to get more information on long-term care? So our website is mpcfinancialplanning.com. And um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm going to be posting actually my a video that I created about my journey and my story with my mom's pictures. I was hoping it was, would be with her. And that's going to be, I believe we're posting that today. And um, Orange Appeal also has an ad and my information is there. So website is probably the best way to reach me sure. or my email address. So Christina, we're going to um, be a good steward of your time and let you go, but not without knowing something uh, really in, uh, important. And that is... Dirty secrets. What is your favorite dessert? So a warm bread pudding with vanilla ice cream. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm warm. in. 
I'm warm. It's got to be warm. Yes. Uh, favorite movie? You know, I had to think about this, and I don't want to date myself, but I... I ben Hur, that. is it? Huh? Ben Hur. <laughs> that's that's um, way back. That's in the way back machine. <laughs> Not that back. A few good men. Ah, okay. Are you a coffee or a tea person? Coffee. Movie or the book? Movie. Pie or cake? Cake. Your favorite TV show? So right now we've been watching Shameless, and it's a little bit embarrassing, but it's something that's brainless and fun to see what trouble they get into. There, there are times I just need mindless TV <laughs> you know, to, to let my mind take a break. Uh, if you were taking a vacation, would you go to the beach or the mountains? Beach. Ballet or opera? Ballet. Beer or wine? Wine, but I do like craft beer. Ah, okay. So, it, it, and I go either way too. I, I can go either way. Uh, thank you. Thank you for spending time with us and sharing your experience with us today. Uh, and thank you for being with us today on Everybody's Business. I'm your host, Jerry Ross, and we'll be right back. Thank you. We have a special segment coming up for you that we recorded uh, in the past, but it's relevant even today. Uh, Tony Jenkins, the market president from Florida Blue, uh, joined us to talk about those things that you should um, be aware of and that you should be thinking about, especially during an open enrollment period for uh, choosing your insurance provider and choosing your insurance levels. So stay tuned. This is special. Please welcome Tony Jenkins. There's a lot of, of confusion in terms. There's a lot of confusion in what's out there and also what happened over the last few years in healthcare. So I want to start out with what is healthcare and why is it important for us? Sometimes it's, it's something that um, we think we, we may need or we, we hear about it. But I will tell you, even if we don't have it right now, I will share with everyone in the room at some point, you're going to need it. We just don't know when. It, it's either now or later. And I'll tell you, health insurance protects us. Um, it protects us from severe financial hits um, to our family. And it gives us a certain amount of coverage and security that again, at some point, I think that we all need. And I know we'll talk about it today, but you'll hear about options. There's not just one option. And I think that what we have to do is think about what are the best options for all of us. I remember when I got out of college and I was younger, um, I thought, don't need it. I can wait. Bulletproof, right? Absolutely. All, all of that. Um, but as we get older, yes, we start to realize that, sure. that we're going to need health services. Absolutely. And that's when insurance becomes really important. Uh, basically, health insurance is really just a contract between an individual uh, and their health plan to offer financial protections, whether someone is sick or whether they're healthy. Basically, it's there to offer them that care. When the discussions around uh, uh, related to healthcare reform were taking place in this country, it was really talking about the, at the time, the over, the over 40 million folks or so in this country that were uninsured. And those were, mostly individuals primary not yes. part of a group plan not not part of a group plan and listen people were uninsured for various reasons some people 
thought that that individuals that were uninsured were those folks that were unemployed or not working, but uninsured fall into many different categories. If you've had a job and you may have lost it for a certain period of time, um, sometimes very small employers don't offer health insurance as well. So there are many factors. Or sometimes you're young and think you're bulletproof and say, I don't need that. You got it. You're absolutely right. And so I and so what was happening was as those discussions began to take place, um, there was efforts in the country around helping to solve some of the uninsured crisis because um, a lot of those numbers were putting a, still a strain on the total cost of health care in this country. So when you think about what are the different things that ways that we could try to address it, one of those was to try to ensure that we had individuals that did not have insurance. What were some of the ways that the government could potentially offer assistance to be able to have folks insured with several different products? And so what does that look like today? Since 2010, um, and it's gone um, by different names, uh, the 2010 Affordable Care Act um, was passed, and some people call it Obamacare, Affordable Care Act, um, it's the same thing, where individuals, if you fall within a certain level of federal poverty income, and it's between 100% and all the way up to 400% of federal poverty level, then you qualify for tax subsidy credits were, were subsidies, you can get assistance depending on your income to help pay for your monthly premiums. And that's up to 400% of the poverty level. Yes. So what number is that? Yeah. So if, if, if someone, if you're an individual and if you're probably between the income levels of $12,000 all the way up to $48,000 as an individual, then you can then you can qualify for some levels of a of a subsidy. A subsidy for paying your premium or paying your monthly premium. Okay, correct. But what about correct. a family? So if your family for a family of four, probably ranges from uh, salaries from twenty five thousand or, or, or so up to um, close to one hundred thousand ninety five ninety six thousand dollars. And and listen, I say that because there there's some that would think that it only covers, covers someone that's very, very low income. As you can see, this, this goes pretty far up into some middle-class numbers. So again, it's not only for those folks that are at the lower end scale um, of, a, of a pay range, Jerry. So a family of four making $90,000 can get assistance for paying their premiums. Yes. So all of the marketplace plans come with all of these coverages, basic coverages that cover the things that, that all of us should be interested in. Like, like it, it covers all your doctor visits. Okay. Uh, if you need hospital stays, your prescription coverage. That's important. Uh, mammograms, there are preventative uh, services in there as well. Like flu shots. shots, flu shots. So all of those things are important. And, and the good news is 
that that these coverages uh, through these plans cover all of those basic benefits. The, to, to, to me, the most important part of, of anyone having health insurance is to make sure that you're aligned with the primary care physician, a PCP, to make sure that someone is actually helping to manage or guide you. A plan is gonna vary, but it's also up to you because there are four types of plans. They're, they're called platinum plans, right. gold plans, silver, silver and, and bronze. <laughs> and that's where someone can go out and based on their own uh, personal situations, they can determine how much coverage they would like for the health plan to cover, like the premium, the, the premium plan, top of the line, right. is platinum. Okay. And if someone feels like they may not have uh, a lot of medical costs or they think they're feeling right. pretty I don't healthy. need some of those benefits. You're right. I don't have to pay for them. You're absolutely right. And and therefore, the platinum plan, uh, the health insurance company will cover 90% wow. of your medical expenses. Okay. All the way down to the bronze level. Okay. Where um, the bronze plan will cover 60%. Those different plans will offer different costs based on what someone you feel is best from a price point for you or your family. So if I want to pay a lower monthly premium, yep. I'm probably going to pay a higher deductible. Correct. If I want to pay a higher monthly premium, I'm probably going to have less deductible and more service. Well, and, and, and also I will tell you that the other aspect that you have to think about also, in addition to your monthly premium, is you also have to think about your out-of-pocket cost. Right? Don't, a, a lot of people will only focus on their premium. Take a look at your deductibles. And, and a health insurance deductible is, is similar to a deductible and a lot of other insurances that are out there. M meaning that before your insurance uh, begins to kick in or pay, then that deductible amount has to be, your, those are your costs that you're gonna be paying before your insurance um, kicks in. So if I'm young and bulletproof, then, I might think I'm not going to get sick. Uh, I can have a higher deductible yep. and lower premium. But as I get older and feel like I may need to visit the doctor more, I may pay more monthly and have less out of pocket. And here's what yeah, correct. Here's what I ask people to do. Take a look at your trends it, with, with your own family trends. Because annually you will have to make these decisions. Take a look and see if you've got a family and you've had got three children and over the past years, the scrapes, the bruises, the broken arms, the soccer kids and the football. And there's a lot of trips to the ER or the doctor and you yourself may have had medical conditions during the year, then, then, then you need to pick a plan um, where you know that you're going to be visiting the doctor quite a bit and you need to plan for that and make sure that you've got the right coverage to uh, to make sure that you're um, considering all the financial ends of that cost. For anyone that might not know what a pre-existing condition is, what is it? So there were, um, if, if you um, in the past showed signs of uh, what we call being a pre-diabetic, um, and if you put that on, you know, that- High that blood pressure. High blood weight. pressure, some chronic care situation that may be temporary, um, that that may have maybe contributing to some uh, health condition, all of those fall under the pre-existing category of, of where a healthcare company would have considered you a high risk 
regardless if someone has a pre-existing condition, when you go to fill out any information, either healthcare.gov, you sit in front of an agent, you come to us, there are not any questions related to your health, health status. It's gonna be based on your income, it's gonna be based on your zip code, your counties, and but I will tell you, um, a lot of folks, because pre-exist, the pre-existing condition um, issue was so prevalent, and and people, we all remember that that folks were getting denied, and um, because of a, of a myriad of various questions that you may have answered, and you you may not have known why was I denied. And you thought, well, sure, probably because of this. And because of that history, there's some folks, the residue of that is still out there. Is that there, here's, here's an interesting fact is that even today that um, we encourage anyone to go out and shop, just go out. Um, there's still uh, a fairly um, significant number, I, I think, of folks that are still not even shop, not even going out and looking for coverage, and, and we're trying to we're, we're asking questions. And we know again a part of that, Jerry, are the invincibles. Folks still feel that I don't need it, but 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 are there other reasons as well? And we're trying to understand um, what are some of those things that we could educate, inform, provide information um, to even just just uh, consider. Um, um, what you need to do for yourself individually or your or your family. There's a certain enrollment period. Okay. And for this year, uh, that time frame begins uh, November 1st. Okay. And extends through December the 15th. So that's the window. So so that's anyone, the window you can look at the plans and change plans maybe that you're on. Sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. What happens if something happens during the year? that's not in that time frame. Um, so once someone uh, signs up for, if they sign up for that individual plan during that period, okay. um, the annual enrollment period each year falls within that window. But if if an individual experiences some life change, right. if they get married or if they're in the area and they're moving, if they move outside of their current county, uh, that qualifies for for them to then go in during the special election period and make additional or new choices related to their health plan. You can go to uh, healthcare uh, healthcare.gov, um, which is the uh, government's uh, website. But but you can also there there are many other things you can do as well. What we've done across the state is we have um, built these Florida Blue Centers. And Jerry, it's a place for individuals, uh, families to go into for additional expert advice. But not only advice, we've got nurses in the facilities where they can potentially get care. Uh, we have customer service advocates there. Really? For someone to come in and ask questions about their health insurance bill. Um, and we found these centers to be a great resource to individuals to, to begin to get into some of the nuts and bolts of what they may feel confusing to clear up a lot of information. We have a wonderful uh, group of, and, and, and this is to us, this is our preferred channel. Even our retail center is wonderful. We have a preferred group of agents that we contract with that they're really our front lines to talk with 
uh, customers and, and, and members, and they could help individuals walk through the process. Let's give a, a warm thank you to Market President of Florida Blue, Tony Jenkins. If you have a business question that you would like to have answered, or if you would like to suggest a topic for discussion, we would love to hear from you. Just email jerry at hello at nationalec.org. That is hello at nationalec.org. Wow, long-term care insurance, one that I hadn't thought much about, but uh, as I get older and, uh, and I look at my family, um, one of 11 kids and I'm one of the youngest. And so my brothers and sisters are getting up there. So it's one of those topics that um, as we were talking about it today, I thought, boy, I need to look into that. Uh, how did that affect you? Well, just speaking as, you know, someone relatively young, yes, um, it, it really puts things into perspective of, no, Rachel, you're not that young. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you need to start forward thinking and think long-term, basically. But also those people around you that are getting older that, uh, you know, if something did happen to them, that they were uh, incapacitated, uh, how am I going to care for them? Because I would want to care for them, Uh, especially during these uh, times of open enrollment and COVID. Uncertainty is everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You start to say, uh, there are a lot of things that we just don't know about that Mm we we probably need to learn more about. So... uh, interesting uh, episode. I always learn something uh, during these episodes. And so uh, our thanks today for uh, our guests and the information that they've shared. And our special thanks to you for being a listener of Everybody's Business. We're glad you're here. And we appreciate the fact that you come back every week because we bring you new topics uh, that not only make you think, but make us think as well. Uh, We'll see you next week.